I'm not the only one that feels that way. Like that could be me as well. And I was just like, something needs to change because I'm just, I'm sick and tired of feeling this way. I'm sick and tired of feeling like I'm always in the background. I'm sick and tired of feeling, you know, depressed and anxious and just like unsure about everything in life, right? So I was like, I need to do something because I can't keep living my life like this. It means I'm moving and I made a few mistakes, but I'm improving. I'm human, but I've been making daily resolutions. I got to, you might do it different, but I'm not you. I'm self-made. I'm doing things that I was never taught to. Bang. We are recording. Welcome to another episode of Hey Mark, the podcast where I, Mark, get to have open and authentic conversations about, you know, mental health, but also about the struggles that we overcome, the adversities that we face and how they help shape us into the people that we are today. So that might be in your work life, your personal life, your relationships, any entrepreneurial stuff that you're going through, like it could be family stuff. But basically just having these conversations that aren't always had so that people are comfortable talking about the struggles that they go through as well. That way we can all learn and grow together. Today, I'm joined by Laura. And so we've actually seen her before on the episode with Uplift a couple of weeks back, but I wanted to bring her on one-on-one just to kind of pick her brain a little bit and just have you guys get to know her as well. So Laura, why don't you just kind of give people a little introduction to you if they didn't see the last episode that you were in, tell people where they can find you and like what you're all about. Sure. Um, hey guys, thank you for tuning in to the super exciting episode. And <laughs> um, where can you find me? My Instagram is Laura Nguyen, L A U R A A. So there's two A's, N G U Y E N. I am a personal trainer at Uplift Fitness. And my passion is obviously fitness and helping people. And I really just want to make a positive impact in the world. Okay, but you weren't always into personal training, right? So we spoke a little bit about that last time. We kind of covered that. You were in a job before. You were kind of a little bit unhappy, and then you kind of made this transition. So like, kind of like give, give us a little refresh on like what kind of went down. What were you kind of feeling like when you were at your last job? And like what made you feel like you wanted to make that transition in the first place? Sure. So I was in the office corporate world, basically like the, the, the usual nine-to-five job. And I did that for – almost eight years, basically. So um, after high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do, took a couple of years off, and then I went to school for a legal admin assistant. So that's kind of what started it. And then I was just working in law firms and you know companies, like a uh, tech company was my last one. And I just did that for almost eight years altogether. And then towards the end, I just realized how much I hated being at a desk and just kind of not moving all day. Um, and then a few years ago, 2016, 15, 16 is when I really started my fitness journey. And that was more of like a stress reliever because I was just dealing with major anxiety and depression. I was just feeling so stuck in my life. So it became kind of like a therapy for me, like a mental outlet. And uh, 2018 is when I really committed to my fitness journey. Like I was actually going consistently um, and then by 2019 was the last year in my corporate job. And after that, I left in 2020 was the first year where, where I did personal training full time. That's really cool because from, from like hindsight or just like kind of my outside perspective, I basically see like someone who's a little bit uncomfortable with where they're at, someone who's like a little bit unhappy with it. Maybe is like, like you said, suffering from like a little bit of anxiety. You're probably feeling a little bit down in the dumps. And then you start building habits that kind of add to your confidence, add to your self-esteem. And then you're able to make the step that kind of puts you in the position where you want to be. Like, that's kind of where I'm seeing there. So like, do you think that 
that fitness is kind of what gave you the confidence to make that transition in your life? Is that what kind of like pumped you up a bit more? Definitely. I think that from, from a young age, I always felt like I was searching for my purpose. You know, that feeling where I just, I didn't know what I was meant to do. Um, I know that sounds like quite cliche, but I went through so many phases in my life where I just didn't know where, I mean, I knew that I didn't want to work in an office forever. And, and honestly, it was just like a means to pay the bills, but I knew that's not where I was meant to be. Um, so I went through phases where I used to try all these little random hobbies and, and things that I wanted to do. Like there was a time where I went to uh, a silversmithing class because I wanted to start my own jewelry company. So I learned how to make like rings and jewelry out of silver which is really cool um and then I took like a candle making class I wanted to start like a candle making company and then I learned how to make soap like from home so I wanted to do that for a bit and then I was making these like wrap bracelets so as you can tell they're all very kind of like creative stuff but I always knew that I wanted to be my own boss or kind of have my own company one day but I just didn't know what I didn't know what my purpose was and I went through a time where I felt really just stuck and lost and then that's kind of how I started my fitness journey. And I just connected with it so much. And then it became my passion. And that's how I ended up where I am today. Yeah, I actually, that really resonates with me a lot because, you know, in, in my own personal, like mental health journey, I did deal with like quite severe depression, pretty bad anxiety. And I was always kind of like that ADHD kid that was bouncing off the walls. And one thing that always troubled me, one thing that, you know, always kind of, made me feel depressed or anxious was I had that same feeling that you're describing that lack of purpose. And I think that a lot of people do deal with that where they're just thinking like, well, what is the point of doing all this? Like I have to, you know, as a kid, it was, I have to get up and go to school and listen to these rules that seem kind of arbitrary to me. Or once you get into the working world, like it's like you're saying, you're in an office job where you're like, I just have to do these things. I have this weird routine. I come in, I have to do these things. I don't see the point. I don't see the purpose. And then, of course, you're going to be like, man, I can't wait for the weekend to go and drink and get a little relaxation because every yeah. single day your life is like, fuck, I'm just continuing the same cycle. Like, I don't but see the point of it. The weekend, right? Sorry? You're just, like, you're just living to get by the week for the weekend? Yeah. And like, you don't see the point of your regular life. So you try and add something to the end of it to try and distract you or, or kind of give you some sort of excitement, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like when you made that transition, when you're in a place where it's like, okay, I see, like, I have a little bit of a purpose now. I see the meaning behind what I do on a daily basis. Like you just said, it's your day off and you're in that work right now. Right. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. When, when you are passionate about something and you're doing what you love or you're in kind of more of like an entrepreneurship situation, I feel like there are no days off when you truly love something, you don't want to take a day off from it. And that's kind of like how it's become with me. Yeah, well that that's exactly like I was having a discussion with one of my best buddies this week, my roommate Aiden, and I was telling him like, you know, every day just do something. Like if you're doing things that you enjoy every single day, whether it be working out or reading or journaling or, you know, going for a walk, playing sports, like when you go out and do stuff, like that's when you feel the best. The human body was made to do things, right? So you just have to find what you enjoy and do that. Yeah. Sorry, give me one second. Take your time. It's all good. It's business first here. I like that. I just locked the door. Okay, sorry about that. You can edit that out. No, no, it's all good. We'll keep it raw and authentic. I like that. It's business first. That's what <laughs> I like to see. That's cool. So 
what like what kind of made you like the other thing I really liked that you said was that you were just trying new hobbies. You were trying new things all the time. Like, is that something you still do? Do you still like try and get yourself outside of your comfort zone and just try new things all the time? Or now that you've found your thing, do you just keep doing that? Like, how does that work for you? Yeah, I think now, like I've always been more of a creative person. I loved just like doing crafts and things like that. And at that period of my life, I was trying to find my purpose. I, I was trying to find what I wanted to do. So that's why I was trying so many different things. Whereas now I'm not really doing that so much anymore because I've already found what I think is is uh, what I'm meant to do. Um, but I still like hobbies. Like if I ever do have time, like I used to paint and write and like all kinds of random things like that. Although now I don't have much time for that anymore. But, yeah. I, I like that though, how, cause I'm still kind of like that as well sometimes where you know, I'll get bored of doing something a certain way. Like for instance, right now, the dilemma I'm facing is, you know, I'm in my, my like fitness journey and I've always been an active guy. I've always kind of been in the gym and lifting weights, but right now I'm finding that I'm getting a little bit bored of my routine. So I, I'm always in like this constant state of like, I need to find a new way to challenge myself. I need to find a new way to do this. Like, do you ever feel that way about fitness or anything in your life? Or is that something you think of? I think I'm someone who I quite enjoy structure and routine. So I actually don't mind doing the same thing. So because I am currently in prep for um, a competition this year. So my workout plan is basically the same thing every single week. And so far, I, I haven't uh, gotten bored of it yet. Because even though I'm doing the same thing each week, um, I'm starting to feel like a bit stronger. So it's it's not the same like as long as you're making progress for me at least I still feel like it's something different if that makes sense even though it's the same exercise but let's say if I can lift a little bit heavier do an extra few reps then that's something different for me and I kind of like I get energy and and I thrive on that that progress like it motivates me more knowing that I'm making improvements yeah I like that I've always I've always said that about lifting weights as well is that it's it's a really easy way like it's a very yeah, it's a very simple way to have a measurable goal. It's like, okay, I want to do this and now I'm able to do that. So that gives you, you know, a sense of self-worth, a sense of confidence. Like, A, I was able to set a goal and then B, I was able to achieve it. That's one thing I've really always like appreciated about weightlifting is it's very measurable. Like you have the numbers there for you. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, just to touch, just to rewind a little bit, because I just got a, um, I just remembered a comment that I wanted to say about what we were talking about before, how you bring up like in the past where I was doing all those hobbies, trying to find my purpose and like what I was meant to do. And um, actually someone had said something to me one time and it stuck with me forever until like this day. And she had told me, she said that you, um, you have a lot of different things that you could be good good at but right now you're just all over the place because you're like what should I do like I don't know like should I be a candle maker should I be a jewelry maker like what should I do right and she's like don't focus too much on that because it'll just like stress you out because you're trying to find a specific career so basically she was saying like don't focus on what like a specific type of job or career or like product that you're meant to, to do or to work. She said, instead, focus on the feeling. She's like, there are multiple options out there for you. And then I, I like, I believe everyone has multiple options too that they could be good at. And she said, just focus on the feeling, whatever you want to feel, whatever makes you feel good, just go for that. And 
it sounds like something so simple, but after she said that, something just clicked in me and it changed the entire way how I looked at it. So instead of focusing on like, should I start a candle company, a jewelry company or like whatever it was, um, I just focused, I was like, okay, how do I wanna feel? So I started to really focus on that, like what do I want in this world and like when I leave to feel right? So I just wanna feel that like, almost, you know, when you like think about something and you get that like butterfly in your stomach, kind of like that feeling when you like have your first crush in grade nine or, or not grade nine, when you're nine years old. So I focus on, okay, I want to be doing something I love where I get that kind of butterfly feeling and I just get so excited and I'm just happy and I just feel fulfilled. So for me, I stopped worrying about what job, I just chased more of the feeling. So whatever makes me feel that way, then I know it's right and I just go for it. And then fitness fell into my lap and I got that feeling with fitness. So then I just pursued it. Yeah, no, I love that. I actually, I really like that because that's something that I try and do as well. Like whenever I feel stuck, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna try a couple of new things, see if I can either stimulate like an area of my life where is like, I've been doing it for a while, but it's just a routine. Like maybe with fitness, I try something new. Like I wanna incorporate more cardio into my routine. That's what I've been doing recently. So I just add more challenges with like a cardio routine and it's like, okay, I, I still don't like this. I've, I've given it a fair shot. Maybe I'll move on to something else. Maybe I'm going to try and do more functional training or something else like completely different. And I find that that's something that I can, I can usually do to revamp my life. But I like the, I like the butterfly feeling that you're talking about. Like, I like that. That's a really good indicator of something that, you know, you'll you'll find and you're like oh this kind of makes me nervous like i don't know if i can do this and then once you start doing it you're like this is sick like this yeah, is really cool <laughs> i i've always said that you know when you find something like i found it tough to find a passion for a long time and and i was like how am i going to find out like what i'm passionate about and one of the biggest indicators that i found is that butterfly feeling but also the sense of you know when you start to lose track of time doing something, when you've been doing something and you're like, holy, it's already been an hour. It feels like I've only been doing this for like 10, 15 minutes. Like, is that how you feel about when you're working out in the gym? Yeah. Um, when I'm working out. So for me personally, I, I usually prefer to work out by myself. Um, and I just like put my headphones on and I'm just in a zone. And when I say I'm in a zone, I actually mean I'm in a zone. Like I actually don't, like there could be 10 other people in the gym and like, I won't even see them cause I'm like in my zone. And this might sound a little like weird, I guess, but I see fit, like my fitness journey. It's almost like I have a relationship with it in a way. Um, like when I, like how you would see like your boyfriend or girlfriend, I kind of have a very sentimental bond with my fitness. I know it sounds really funny. No, I get you. Yeah. And like when I work out and I'm in that zone, I have my headphones on and I like really focus on each set. Sometimes I even like get emotional because I'm so like in the zone, right? Because like my workouts, it means so much more to me. You know, it's almost like a relationship. So it's like in that time, I just want to be in my zone. And I don't want to get distracted or people to talk to me because it's like the time, let's say when you're spending with your boyfriend or girlfriend, you give them that time. That's like the time I'm giving to my fitness it's like a relationship with yourself right like it's like journaling or meditating or anything like that like it's an in, it's an intuitive like i'm doing something for me right now and then you can feel especially like I, the thing i like about working out is like i can feel my body you know going through a struggle and i know that it's going to improve it mm -hmm. 
And I, I feel, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I just said exactly. I agree. I, I, I was going to say, like, I, I get what you mean about being in a zone as well, because I, I'm like that in the sense that I throw my headphones on. I either throw on a podcast or an audio book or music. I'm a pretty big music guy. And I just get lost in that. And I'm just like kind of consciously working out just because I've done it for so long. But sometimes I can just go through a, a classic routine that I have in my head. I've done it a hundred times like this workout and I'll just go through that workout listening to my favorite music. And I come out of the gym feeling like, I just feel like I had a nap. Like I have more energy now. Like that made me feel so good. I even yeah. had someone reach out to me last week. They're like, Hey man, like, uh, I, and I know I'm through a couple of buddies of mine and he messaged me on Instagram. He's like, yeah, man, like I see you in the gym. Sometimes I meet, I keep meaning to say hi, but like, you look like you're just so focused. And I'm like, bro, half the time I'm literally just listening to music and I'm zoned out, just moving. Like I'm just pushing blood through my body. That's really all I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I even, instead of music, I'll listen to um, like those motivational things. I know it sounds really cheesy, but I actually quite like them. <laughs> Oh, I'm the exact same. Trust me. Like that is literally what goes through my mind. I have like two or three guys that I listen to on a, on a regular basis, a couple podcasters or their interviews that I'll replay and listen to like even like motivational speakers. But I, I love listening to that kind of stuff. That's actually like a huge inspiration for me as well. Like that's something that, that I want to resonate with in other people is so that when they hear stories like, like yours about, Hey, I was living in this like uncomfortable life and I had to break out of that comfort zone and now I feel excited to go to work. Like, I hope that that resonates with someone in the sense that they hear that and they're like, wow, I'm not the only one that feels that way. Like that could be me as well. Right. Definitely. So like, cause you said that fitness fell into your lap. Like, was it like a friend that got you into it? Was it something that you were just watching on YouTube or Instagram or like what kind of got you into doing like the whole, you know, competing and into fitness? Like talk to me yeah. about that. How'd that start? Yeah. Honestly, first, um, like I mentioned, it was literally just a stress reliever. So like I was going through, you know, probably one of the lowest points in my life where I just, I had so much anxiety and depression. I was, you know, I had no self-esteem. I was insecure. I just like, I didn't know where I was going in life and just like other like personal things too. And like, there would be times where I would just be at home and I would just cry myself to sleep because it's like you know when you have anxiety it's almost like you know like it, for me I know everyone has a different feeling of it like some people they'll get shaky or they'll um like faint or I don't know I know there's like different ways that people feel it but for me personally it was more of just like an overwhelming feeling like something was wrong but I didn't know how to fix it or what it was you know I just felt like really overwhelmed all the time like something was missing something was wrong and like I didn't know what to do about it so I would just go to the gym and I would just start sprinting on the treadmill and anything that I was like stressed about I would just like keep saying that in my head like over and over and then I would just and then that's kind of how I started lifting weights and then I actually had a good friend of mine um, who was a personal trainer um, shout out to Paul his Instagram is fit by PK so he um, is a good friend of mine and he actually started working out with me and training me and he was the one that kind of taught me like the basics and the foundations of weightlifting and all that stuff um, so I did personal training with him for a little while and then we used to work out together and like film workout videos and that's kind of what like propelled me into that and then at the end of 2018 he was actually the one that planted the little seed in my head about competing and he was like hey have you ever thought about 
this like bikini competition is up and I was kind of like no like that's weird but um I was like you know what I'll try it because I was at that time I was also a person that was a huge procrastinator so I would set all these goals I had like all these big dreams that I wanted to achieve and I would start them and I would never finish anything ever and so I was like okay you know what I'm just gonna try this because I was gonna I knew that I was gonna hire a coach and I told myself I really wanted to see what can I achieve if I actually push myself and I force myself to commit to something what am I capable of so that's kind of actually how it started why I did my first competition and then after that I kind of just fell in love with the with the journey and in that competition although granted um, I did it super rushed so I only prepped for about a couple months so it was quite intense um, and everyone that saw me at work probably thought I was just torturing and killing myself but in those two months man I learned so much about myself I, I grew so much as a person in those two months than probably like my entire life yeah I think that when you do something like that like I think that there's a couple of things that you conquered in there that really shape a person and like one of those things is like, I, I used to be the exact same way, like super undisciplined, super procrastination, like everything I would set my mind to would be like, I'll do that one day. Like I'll do that sometime. Like when, when the timing is right, when I feel perfect, when I have the energy for it, when I have the funds for it, like that's how, a, how I always was. And I think that it wasn't until like the last couple of years of my life where it kind of clicked where I was like, you know, these situations like these circumstances that you're waiting for they're not just going to happen like you have to create them yourself like you mm -hmm. have to kind of just start and and you know when you run into that roadblock or that speed bump where it's like okay well this isn't like the perfect time yet well then you know how to adapt to it later on right like I feel like that's kind of you just have to get started and you'll find out where your flaws are and then that's when you can identify them and start to work on it right yeah, that's why you never know until you try. So now I have a rule for myself where I just tell myself, I'll just try it. I just say, I'll try it. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But you'll never know until you try, right? What, what was like kind of the turning point for you when you were like making that transition from like someone who like procrastinated all the time to like, I'm just going to buckle down and do exactly what I want to do when I want to do it? You know what, it actually just happened really fast because once I jumped in, I just, I jumped in and I hired a coach and basically it was just like, here we go. And because I had a coach, um, I had to, she kept me accountable, right? So I, I had to do, like, there was no if or buts, you know, I had to do my training. I had to do my check-ins with her. So it's almost like having that, that's why that experience kind of forced me to, to kind of keep to it and that's also a reason why I wanted to do it because I wanted to know that if I had someone there keeping me accountable making sure that I commit to it what can I achieve um, and then in that in the journey in itself I learned that I learned discipline first time in my life ever I learned so much about myself as a person I learned how to meal prep and cook food I learned about nutrition and macros um, I learned about my own strength um, and determination I learned that if I set my mind to something, I can achieve it. And it's almost like, even though at the end of the day, you know, I didn't do that well in my first show, I didn't have any, I didn't win a medal or anything, but I still, every time I look back, I just have nothing but good memories from it. It's, 
it's like a it's like a little cookie jar that you have like put like in the back of your mind it's like hey there's something that i achieved every time you're going through something tough you're like well this is something that i achieved that's really cool you like pulling out these little mental victories these like cookies out of your jar like this is something that i didn't know i could do that i did in the past and maybe these principles can help me out here like that's always something that i think about you know i actually i did a show when i was like at the end of my teenage years i did like a junior bodybuilding show and that's what i think of is like this is something that I didn't think I was able to do. And then I went and did it. Like I, I actually did the thing that I didn't think I would be able to do. Yeah, it, it changes you as a person. It really does. And just like the, the prep, you know, cause you went through it too. So you know, it's, it's definitely not, not easy. And it's not just about, you know, achieving the end goal, but it's about consistency too, right? Because every day you have to do your training. Like there's no if, ands or buts. You have to sacrifice dinners with your friends. You have to sacrifice sometimes sleep and hanging out drinking and all that stuff right that like as a young at, at a younger age we were we were kind of accustomed to that was our lifestyle or at least for for me anyway but um yeah. it's like all that sacrifice and it's like wow but at the end it's just so worth it yeah I remember that year I missed out on Thanksgiving dinner and I missed out on Halloween those were the two things where I was like damn I wish I could just really take part in this right now especially the candy. I, I missed that. That's for sure. <laughs> it was brutal. But I think that there's something that can be said about, yeah, I like that you can kind of reflect back on those things. And it's like, yeah, I did have to make sacrifices for that. But that's something that I did for myself. Like that's something that I planned to do this. And then I went through with it, no matter what came my way. Of course, there's always going to be temptations, you know, your best friend's birthday or your sibling's birthday or your family member's birthday or you know, there's always going to be a reason to, you know, fall off of whatever, I guess, not restrictions, but goals or circumstances you've set for yourself. Like there's always reasons to stray from that. But I think that having the fortitude to stick in it and actually like see something through that adds a lot to your character. I think that when you say that, that discipline factor is huge. Like it, it, it ties into everything else now because you're like, okay, now every time I set a goal, whether it be financial or physical or in a relationship that I have, maybe it's with, with a fitness goal or maybe it's saving more money or making more money, you know that you can set your mind to do something. And then when you get a distraction, you can tell it to fuck off, right? Like you can actually dial in and focus on the goal that you set. Yeah. And I think that internal feeling of feeling proud of yourself is the, the one of the most powerful feelings in the world because people your friends and family they can tell you that they're proud of you you know all they want but if you don't feel that in yourself then it doesn't make as much of an impact right like how you feel about yourself is so important well yeah and I like I think that I think that there's something behind the sense that it's like you know that you're able to make that sacrifice you know that they like you could always have things taken away from you. Like look at, you know, the last year of our lives, we've had this madness going on. We've had a lot of things taken away from us, things that, you know, we used to think were rights and things that we were entitled to, but we've seen how they could be taken away. And when you, when you have the discipline to those things to make conscientious decisions of how you're going to live, then that's like empowering. Cause you're like, this is the one thing nobody can take from me. Like I can't control the outside world, but I can control how I react to it. And nobody can, can stop that. Like nobody has the ability to stop that, right? Yeah. That's, that's one thing that I really like about, you know, discipline. It, it feels empowering. Like it feels like it gives me more freedom. 
Mm -hmm. I feel the same. I love that. I love that. One thing I was going to ask you, so this was the other thing. When, like, uh, when you got a coach for fitness, because getting a mentor, getting a coach, I think that these things are very important, but I think it's something that's skipped over a lot. I think that, you know, especially for somebody like me, and this is a fault that I could admit pretty openly, I have this pretty big ego. And I think that I can just do everything myself. I'm like, no, I can figure that out. I can do this. And so sometimes I, you know, struggle with taking advice. Sometimes I struggle with finding a leader to follow in the first place. Like kind of walk me through that process. Like, how did you find your coach? Was it the friend that you were telling me about? Or like, did they kind of, were you referred to this person or, or how did you yeah, find your coach? I actually just reached out to um, like a friend that I knew that had done a competition before and asked her who she recommended. And then I just went with um, that coach, but definitely in the kind of like in the competition bodybuilding world, um, most people do have a coach. Like it's really hard to do it on your own um, with prep, like how intense it is. Um, it's just so crucial and important to have like a second set of eyes, unless you're someone who's just so well aware of your body. Like one of our trainers here at Uplift, Gabby, shout out to Gabby. She actually trains or she coaches herself through her through her prep and she just has an amazing connection with her body. She knows it so well. Um, and she's, she's done really well with that so far, but for majority of the rest of the population, I would say you should definitely have a, a coach for, in terms of competition. Um, but in life in general too, I think it is super important to have a mentor because um, you can't learn everything yourself. You can learn a lot by yourself, but just having a mentor in life and or different aspects, whether it's like business or financial or whatever, um, it's, I think it's, it's pretty important if you can find the right mentor too, cause it's about like your relationship and the bond you build with that person too. Yeah. Because sometimes you could have someone that just knows a ton. And then if you don't connect well, you don't have like the right communication between the two of you, it, it just might break down. Right. But I feel like there's a huge thing, especially with the, again, this is something that I used to struggle with. I'd like to think that I'm getting better at it mm -hmm. is, um, like being coachable in the first place, right? And as a personal trainer, this is something that you might deal with as like a struggle for your profession. Like someone might come to you and they're like, hey, I want to hit this goal. And then they're uncoachable, right? They're like, hey, I, don't, I just don't want to do it that way. Or they don't want to listen to your advice, right? Like I think that being coachable is another thing that, you know, we all think of ourselves as great leaders, as someone that can show other people what they need to do. But, but how are we at like learning, you know, ourselves, how are we at taking critical advice like from someone that might be criticizing you a little bit, but it's constructive, right? Like they're trying to teach you. Did you focus or did you struggle at all, sorry, with being coachable or were you always like kind of, would you consider yourself a coachable person? Yeah, I would definitely say so. Cause when I, actually when I was a kid, I was a very shy and introverted person. Um, and I would say that for most of my life, honestly, I was probably more of a follower than a leader. So it was not like it's not difficult for me to kind of listen and and in that way like I never really had a big like an ego because um, I was always like that shy quiet follower type of person um, my whole life in all of my jobs I was just I was never team leader in anything I was never a manager at any job every job I've ever had I've just been kind of just like there you know um, up until like now at Uplift I am part of the management there which is like the first time in, in my life and now and I feel like I am finally letting that kind of fire inside of me come out because I feel like I've had that potential but I've just never had 
that opportunity, I've always kind of just let myself be in the back. Um, whereas like in the last couple of years, I've grown so much as a person and discovered myself and my true calling. And I feel like that is starting to come out more. And I've just learned so much about myself and just being here at Uplift. And also shout out to Jay Morales, pretty boy Jay. So he is one of my mentors. Actually, he's my only mentor right now, I would say, but he's been a pivotal part of that. And so that's before him, I never knew how important it was to have a mentor. I always just did everything by myself. I would consider myself as like a lone wolf. I was kind of like the black sheep in the family. So everything that I've learned is just kind of self-taught. Like I used to, like you, I used to watch a lot of motivational videos and just learn from online and things like that. But I've never actually had um, someone I would consider a mentor that actually can fire back and really genuinely cares about sharing their knowledge and their wisdom and their experience. Yeah, that's huge. And I think that it's very obvious that your confidence has come up. You, you are like kind of like you do command attention when you speak. You're very well spoken. And I think that especially being a manager like that is by definition a leader. So do you think that you always had like this leader inside of you? Or is that something that like once it was awakened, you're like, hey, this is me, right? Like when you were that kind of more shy, reserved girl, were you, did you feel like, hey, I have something more inside me? Or was that just kind of dormant the whole time and then just randomly woke up? Yeah, that's a really interesting question because I've thought of that before. And I've wondered myself as well, is that something that was always in me waiting to come out? Or is it something that I created in myself? And I don't really know the full answer. I feel like maybe a part of it must have always been there, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't really know to be to be completely honest. I feel like as part of my like my soul, because I do believe that we're all just like conscious spirits and souls and in, in our bodies. And I feel like that is a part of my soul, perhaps. And it was waiting to come out. But when I was a kid, I was I would have never in a million years ever thought that. I could be kind of like an alpha woman, I guess you would say. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's funny because I've had that same dilemma with certain aspects of my life. Like now when I do workouts, when I, I, I am very intense. Like a lot of the time I, I speak with a kind of laid back monotone demeanor, but a lot of the times when you see me, when I am working out or when I am doing something like even at work, I try and give my best effort. And that was something that was dormant in me before. You know, when I was a, a child growing up, a young teenager even, and, and pretty much right up until my early 20s, I would try and like just kind of coast by. I would do the bare minimum of like, you know, if it was like I would go to rugby practice or hockey practice, it's like when the coaches are watching, I'm going to work super hard. But when no one's looking, like I'm just going to kind of coast a bit, recuperate, maybe go for a water break. Like yeah. that was something that was like I was just a lazy guy to say the least. Like for, for lack of a better word, like yeah. I was a lazy piece of shit. That's how I was. And then once I, I think it was like maybe a year or two ago, I started investing a little bit more energy into what I did, you know, whether it be a workout or journaling or, you know, a conversation like this, it's like, okay, if I'm going to spend my time doing this, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. I'm going to try and get the most amount of benefit back. And for me to do that, I have to put the most I can into it. Like that was always something that was dormant in me. And I've always thought, I've always reflected back on that and being like, you know, was that always in me to be like that? Was I just kind of channeling it wrong? Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's always been yeah. a thought in the but back of my head. A really interesting question. 
because I, I feel like the circumstances and situations in my life that led me to that way because I got to a point where I was just so sick of being that way and I was just like something needs to change because I'm just I'm sick and tired of feeling this way I'm sick and tired of feeling like I'm always in the background I'm sick and tired of feeling you know depressed and anxious and just like unsure about everything in life right so I was like I need to do something because I can't keep living my life like this and then that was when I started investing in my mental health and that's why I'm like I'm such a huge mental health advocate because I think it's so important and I went through my my own journey where I hit the rock bottom I would say and I was like hey I need to make a change and I'm like you know when you hit bottom there's nowhere to go but but up right so I did everything in my in my power right I started researching lis listening to motivational stuff I started meditating every day um I bought like crystals for energy you know clear out the vibes I was um like writing journals to literally everything under the sun anything that I saw online I was gonna try because I was like I'll try anything I'll try anything because I need to save myself I need to get myself out of this hole and uh it worked I guess because <laughs> I mean, here I am today. I like that. I like that. Now, here's a, here's another interesting question. This is something that I like to ask people as well. So when you first start doing these things, you you kind of like the, the summarized version that I get, and this is something that I kind of relate to as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is basically what happens. You look around at your life. You're like, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy with this over here. You know, this is a product of, you know, I wasn't working hard enough. I didn't, you know, maybe I didn't study as much as I was for me. It was like, I suck at reading. I'm really illiterate. My vocabulary is terrible. So I swear all the time because I don't know how to express myself. So it's like, maybe you need to read more. You never, ever read anything. And that's going to teach you how to like have a better vocabulary, how to express yourself better and how to get other people to understand how you're feeling, right? Like if I read more, then I can learn that. So it's like, I look at my poor vocabulary and it's like, okay, that's a reason to do this in your life. Right. Like, I feel like that's kind of how it gets to, it's like, you, you look at the circumstances and you're like, well, how have my actions and behaviors contributed to that? And how can I change it? There's always one aspect of mental health, in my opinion. And the other side that really helped me out was being grateful for what I do have, acknowledging what I do have. A thousand percent gratitude, practicing gratefulness. It's, it's changed my entire life. And that goes like hand in hand with mental health too. Cause when I would, um, like meditate I would try to think about that too well actually I would try to think about nothing at first until I got more used to it right because they tell you you're supposed to clear your head and then yeah writing just like things that I would grateful for like even to this day like when I you know 11 11 I know yeah. it sounds like a very cheesy thing but when you start to think about something you see it all the time and I kid you not I used to see 11 11 every single day and every time I saw it no matter what I was doing I would stop and take like 20 seconds and I would go through and say, list like just a bunch of things that I'm grateful for. Even if I was driving in my car, if I saw it, I would stop and I would just be like, okay, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my job. Like I would actually say it out loud. And if I'm at home and I'm not driving, then I would actually close my eyes and do it. And just all the time. And just thinking about what you have to be grateful for, it puts things in perspective. You start to realize how minuscule your problems are and how there's big problems out there and the things a lot of things that we're complaining about is really just first world problems I guess you could say yeah and I think that a lot of the times when we complain about the, the challenges or the struggles that we have I mean obviously not all of the hardships that we face we want to have in our lives 
But a lot of the times, the things that we do complain about, the trivial things in our lives, like, oh, I have to go to work, oh, I have to do this workout, oh, I have to cook my food. Like, these are things that if you were to have a perfect life, you would want to do. You know, you would want to go to your dream job. You would want to exercise in a, in a way that you'd like to do. Maybe that's playing basketball with your friends. Maybe it's going for a jog through Stanley Park. But like, you would occupy yourself with some sort of a, a challenge or a stimulation, something to make you feel like you've achieved something that day. Like for, for most of us, we don't even know it. We're not aware of it, but we're living the dream life that we would have. Like, I'm sure that you could connect with that as well. Right. Yeah, definitely. Just even being here, like, honestly, it's, I, I used to be one to complain a lot, a lot as well. Right. Like, Oh, I hate my job. I don't want to wake up and go to work. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Like I, I used to complain a lot too. And now it's just, it's insane. Once you actually start to focus your energy on other things like gratitude, for example, your whole entire life changes. And um, like my, I don't know if I would be, would I be considered first generation or second generation where like my parents came from Asia to here. If you were born here first, you're first generation. Yeah, so, I, so I would be first generation, right? Here. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same. My mom's from England. She moved to Canada. So I'm first generation Canadian. Yeah. And um, I remember when I would go visit my parents and they would tell, and like they love telling their story, right? So I've heard it a hundred times, but they would always tell me the story of how they got here and what their life was like back in Vietnam, my home country. And it's just like a huge eye opener. Every time they would tell me that story I would get a little bit emotional because I then it would just remind me like okay I'm complaining I have to wake up and go to work like think about what they had to go through right right like they literally escaped Vietnam on a boat which shipwrecked and they had to swim ashore they lived through the war like literally my my dad told me a story where he was riding his bike and like the they would sound the sirens um to warn the city that like the U.S. planes were coming and the plane would come and the bombs would just fall from the sky. And he said it looked like rain. And it was like, he was riding his bike as fast as he could because the planes were coming. And then they had these holes that were dug in the ground and to hide in. And he literally at like the last second, like jumped off, off his bike and like rolled into the hole. And then they, you, I think you have to like cover your ears and stuff like as the bombs were coming. So literally he could have died if he missed that by a minute, you know, yeah. and it's just insane. And when like you hear this stuff and it's just cause like the, the people this generation today that live in America, we don't, we haven't lived through that, right? So we don't know what, what it's like. We think that everything we have here, it's a bit of like an entitlement too, I think. And so anytime, like if I ever have anything I want to complain about, I just, I, I stop myself and I just remind myself how lucky I am to be here. You know, it's like, how can I complain about going to work when I have a job? You know, I, I have the luxury of even choosing what I want to study, what school I want to go to, things like that right it's just it's so insane and it's like my parents worked so hard just to come to Canada so how can I just throw that away and complain you know yeah I mean? no it's huge like I like the fact that you said like I get to choose what I do I get to choose that because you know mm. I don't know when I'm not a huge history guy but I, I am yeah I'm pretty literate in terms of some like some history but I'd say you know maybe a hundred years ago or a couple hundred years ago like you wouldn't get to choose you just do what your parents do like, oh, your dad is a, is a butcher, then I guess that you're growing up to be a butcher. Like, that's yeah, pretty so much how it works. Slavery, then that's what you would be doing too, right? Like, 100%. Yeah. Like, now we have the freedom. It's like, okay, I, I actually want to do this with my life. I find enjoyment out of this. So I'm going to try and pursue this. And if I get good enough at this, I can make money doing it. Like, I can do it every day, right? Like, it's, and, and sometimes it's a hobby and sometimes it's a profession. Like, 
I was saying to Aiden this morning, you know, today's sick because I get to just chill out all day. I do a little bit of chores and then I'm pretty much recording podcasts all day and having conversations like this, where I get to kind of bounce an idea off you. And then maybe you agree with me. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you have a different perspective. Like for me, that's fun. So I get to do this all day. Like that's something that I get to spend my whole day doing is just having conversations like this. Like it could be literally anything. It doesn't have to be do what you, yeah, it doesn't have to be what you're doing for money. It's just like, do something that you enjoy, do something that you are excited to wake up for. Right. Yeah. And we live in the best country in the best day and age where you can do anything you want, like literally. Right. And we have access to internet. You can Google, you can learn things for free. There's free education, any job or hobby you want to do. You could literally just look up, you know, where you can go to take a course in it or learn it online. Like imagine that, right? Like literally anything under the sun. You want to learn painting, you want to be a singer, you want to be an actress, you want to, whatever you want to do, we can, we have like the tools for everything. So we're just like so blessed here. Well, and I think that the other thing behind that is, I think that when people, they, they don't see how blessed we are in the sense that, you know, when they think, oh, I want to be an actor, I want to be an actress, or I want to be a model, they set their expectations super high, which is something that I really like, right? Like, I like having ambitious goals. But that doesn't mean that has to be the end all be all. Like yeah. maybe you become an actress and you're doing like, I don't know what, like, what are they called? Like background people, like the background people. Yes. Extras. Yeah. 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 They're like extras. And maybe they get to be involved as like a cast member behind the scenes, or maybe they get to help out with the lighting or, you know, like you could be in the industry that you're in and just like a step down from what you're thinking of. And you might enjoy that more. Like, it's just pursuing the area that you really enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, I know a lot of people that, you know, they're like, oh, I, I want to be, you know, I want to be a musician. And then, you know, they, they don't become the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They don't become like these massive, this massive band that's world renowned, that gets to play in Europe and all over the world. Mm -hmm. and, and they don't get to travel with music, so they think they're failures, but it's like, Dude, even if you get to play in restaurants and bars and you get to collect money, like that's, you're doing something that you love. And honestly, if you, I think if you truly, truly love it and you're passionate about it, you would do well anyway, because when you, when you're truly passionate about something, you're obsessed with it. You're, that's all you think about. And when you're putting that energy into that and the work, it's going to get you where you want. Like, it's just, I feel like it's not that complicated like a lot of people want to believe there's like a formula for success or whatever it is. But honestly, I just think it's like, just chase that feeling, do what you love. And if you love it, you will like succeed at it. You will excel at it if you truly love it. Yeah. I think that when you're chasing something that like we were saying, like gives you the butterflies when you're about to do it and mm -hmm. makes you lose track of time when you are doing it, then I think that you're doing the right thing and you should do that as many times as you can as frequently as possible. Do that thing that you are passionate about. Do that thing that makes you happy because your know, life is short. We think of it as like something that's that's super, uh, super long and boring, especially when we are in that depressed state, that anxious state. We're like, why is this going on for so long? But it's like, dude, I feel like we literally started this year. I blinked and January is over already. That's like I a 12th of the crazy. year. Crazy, right? And sometimes you just gotta try different things and find out what you like. because. It, you're not always going to know what you're good at or what you're passionate about at first. And that's totally okay. Sometimes it takes some time to find out, but you just got to try different things um, to see. And I think that a lot of 
this generation too, like so many of us are scared of failure as well. And that's something that I don't think anyone should be afraid of because it takes, I think it takes courage to put yourself at risk for failing, right? And failing doesn't mean anything bad. Like all of the most successful entrepreneurs and CEOs out there, they've all failed at least once in their life before, right? So like a winner doesn't mean that you don't fail. It means you fail and you get up each time. You fail, you get up. A loser is someone who fails and stays down. So when you fail, all you do is you just get back up and you just try it again. I love that. I love that. One of the best books I've ever read. Uh, Dang it. I'm trying to remember. I think the author's name is Scott Adams. Mm. He wrote this book. It's called How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Win Big. And it's literally how he became the person that he is. And he's he's like a famous comic writer. He used to write like, uh, I think it was the Dilbert comic that used to be in like all the newspapers. And he talks about... Yeah, like he talks about like how he worked an office job and he hated it. And that's what the Dilbert comic is about, is making fun of his past life. And that's how he that's how he like coped with it. He was always doodling and drawing and writing. And then he that's how he made his living. Yeah. So it's super crazy. It's literally exactly what we're talking about. Laura, I know you gotta get to a meeting. You got three minutes until you gotta get to your meeting. Are we are we cutting this off right now? We're gonna do a part two or what? Well, it's actually, my meeting's actually at 3.30, so I can go a little bit more. Okay, sick, because I like where this is going, because I like this this idea of, like, not being afraid of failure. Like, were you, when you start off, like, fitness, when you start off as even being a personal trainer, when you're like, hey, I'm going to make this transition into a life where I, uh, you know, I, I'm going to quit my office job and I'm going to start chasing this. Like, were you afraid that, hey, maybe I won't be able to pay my bills? Like, maybe I'm going to fail at this? Yeah, definitely. I would say at my office job, I, I had a pretty like comfortable living. And um, I thought about about it for probably like a year. And I wanted to, to leave it. But I just obviously like I had to make ends meet and pay bills and whatnot. So I started personal training, kind of like in the mid like summer 2019. Uh, so I was gonna do that as a side and kind of like try to find a way to slowly transition off. And then at the end of 2019, I actually got laid off from my job. So I was like, okay, this must be a sign from the universe and I basically have no choice. So it's similar to like when I did my first competition, right? I just jumped in. It's like, you just go full force in. That's basically what happened to me in 2020. So even with COVID, I was like, okay, I don't have a job now. So I'm just going to focus on training full time and see what I can achieve. So I just had to put hundred percent of my effort in that. And I think wherever you put hundred percent of your effort in, that is what will grow. Right. 100%. And I want to say this right now, I kind of already know the answer to this question, obviously, because of how the your life turned out. But what was what was more painful for you? The fear of failing at what you really wanted to do? Or the fear of hating yourself for continuing doing what you knew you didn't want to do? Does that make sense? Yeah, the old me would have said the first one. Like the fear of failure is more painful. That's what your old you would have said, right? Yeah, that's why I procrastinated so much because I had all these ideas. I would start them, but then I would be like, and you know, fear and self-doubt too. I'd be like, mm, I don't think I can actually do this. I don't think I can achieve this. What if this, what if that? So I never finished anything. But um, after like my whole life changed and I had a different mindset, now I would definitely say the fear of, or the pain of not, not knowing like what I'm capable of for sure. Yeah, like I've always thought about you know, there's a couple of sayings that around this, you know, how I love quotes and everything like that. But one of the quotes is like, when you're faced with a decision, try and make the decision that your future self would regret the least. 
right? Like that's one thing that I that has always resonated with me. It's stuck in my head. Like anytime that I have a decision, it's like the, the easy road or the hard road. And it's like, look, Mark, you got to try and make the decision that your future self is not going to hate you for. I love that. And then talking about your future self too, I, I also try to put myself in that position. Like, let's say if you wake up one morning, you're like, oh, like, I'm really lazy. I don't feel like going to the gym or I don't feel like doing this task. And then you, like you think, okay, my future self, like however you envision yourself in your future, right? It's like, what would my future self be like choose to do? Would my future self choose to sleep in or would she go to the gym? Well, the, the my future self that I would strive to be would be someone who's disciplined and like gets their stuff done, confident, motivated. So she, that person would probably wake up and get her ass to the gym. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm her. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you're like, it's one of those like things where you hear the cliche term, like fake it till you make it, but it's like, I'm going to emulate what I want to be like until I'm just like that. Honestly, that is the secret to everything. And like, whoever is listening to this, that's honestly the secret. Like that's, that's like, if there's anyone, one thing that you take away from this, I hope it's that whatever you want to, whatever your goal is, you have to put yourself there. You have to imagine you're already there. And yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, stop thinking about the person that you want to be and just live that way. Like, just do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, whatever you think about and you, the energy you give off, whatever you believe about yourself and all that fear and self-doubt, it's just, it becomes who you are. Like whatever you think becomes who you are. Yeah. yeah. No, a hundred percent. It is. I'm, I'm reading this book right now. It's called meditations and it's, it's, it's like, a. It's basically like the writer of it is uh, Marcus Aurelius. He's like this old Roman emperor, yeah. but uh, it's his journal. Basically it's like it's literally like him journaling to himself. And so one of the chapters, the one that I just read, I think it was yesterday morning. It starts off with him laying in bed and you could imagine him having a conversation with himself. Like he's like, Oh, I really don't want to get up. I'm super comfortable. It's warm inside the sheets. Like I'm wrapped up in my blankets and then the other voice is like, but is this what you were made for? Like, mm. look at look at the rest of the universe. Look at the plants, look at the animals, look at the bugs. Like, do any of them hesitate in the morning to do what they're meant to do? Mm. Like, none of them do, right? Yeah, that's a good and, point. And as a human, like, we always hesitate to do the things that we're meant to do. You know, we're meant to get up and we're, we're meant to put in work. We're meant to chase our dreams. And yet we, we're like, oh, I want to, but I want to stay in where it's warm and comfortable. And then he's asking himself, like, were you meant to be comfortable or you, were you meant to do what you're meant to do? Yeah. It's, no, it's super cool. Yeah. No, I love quotes and reading things like that, too. It's just like, it's almost kind of like mentoring yourself in a way, I guess, right? Well, it's, it's funny you say that because literally I just had a conversation and I was saying, like, if you can't find a mentor, like, Dude, this is the most readily available information has ever been, whether it's, you know, through a podcast, through a YouTube, through Google, through a book, like those are mentors. Those are other people's experiences you can learn from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And there's so many at our fingertips. Like I, I also, lately I've been listening to a lot of Andy Frisella. You've, I love Andy yeah. Frisella. He is very real, real AF. So yeah, not for the, the faint hearted or or the easily sensitive soul. Yeah, he just tells it like it is. And he just, a lot of the stuff he says, it just like hits home. Yeah, do you listen to, do you ever, do you ever listen to uh, Jocko Willink at all? No, but I'll check him out though. 
Yeah. He must be good. I was going to say, if you like Goggins and you like Andy, you'll really like Jocko. He's another Navy SEAL type of guy. And uh, actually with, uh, with Jocko, he, he runs a company where basically he takes his leadership skills from the military and he uses it in a business sense. So he does business consulting and basically just he teaches people how to be leaders within their own organizations. It's really cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's so much free knowledge out there too. So it's just like, you just have to do something about it. I think like the other issue with this generation sometimes too, is that people will feel like they're in that situation where they're at rock bottom, like we were at before, but they don't take action to do anything about it. So it's just about just taking action. That's all. Whether it's reaching out and asking someone for help or talking to someone about it, or just like, even just Googling, if you don't feel comfortable talking to someone about just Googling, like that was like me too. I just kept a lot of it inside for a while. And I just, I would just Google and listen to motivational stuff and basically mentored myself. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Did you ever feel like this at all? Because there was a lot of times in my life where I was thinking like, I, I knew there was actions or behaviors or different activities that I could do. Like I knew there was things that I could do to improve my life, but I either didn't see the hope in it. I didn't think that those things would help me. Or I thought that I was kind of like the special case. Like I was like, oh, that's good for most people. But for me, it doesn't work. Yeah. Or I know. Yes, like, I've did you ever feel that way where you're like, I it just, I don't, maybe I don't even have the energy to try this. Like, what would you say to someone who's like in a position where they're like, I'm, I'm feeling kind of down, maybe depressed, maybe anxious, but I don't think I can do those things that you're talking about, Laura. Yeah, no, I definitely felt that before too that's why I was such a procrastinator so it and and unfortunately it didn't click for me until I got to that point where I was so low that I was like okay that's what basically forced me to do it because I was at a point where I was so low where I was like there's literally nowhere else to go from here so I'm just gonna try it and um it's just about consistency is another huge factor too right like all these things you don't you can't see it and touch it so that's why like this world now everybody wants instant gratification right everyone is so used to things happening so fast a little bit of entitlement right everything is at your fingertips you can order mcdonald's with uber now right and like that's fast food it's fast food because you drive through a drive through and get it because it's fast but it's not fast enough they want it faster so they're ordering uber for it now right whereas things like investing in yourself like whether it's your exercise or like meditating right meditating is so good for your brain but people think it's like this mumbo jumbo stuff because you just sit there and like close your eyes but scientific research actually shows that it does change your brain waves but you have to do it consistently and give it a, a week or a few weeks or whatever to actually see results and nobody wants to wants to wait you know and that's like the big issue just waiting and having some patience that that was actually going to be something that i asked you about earlier that i just remembered that i don't know if i asked this question properly or if i even asked it at all but this is something i was going to ask you just to kind of reiterate and drive home for people that might be listening to this is like so say say i'm in a position where i'm feeling like down in the dumps right i'm feeling really bad and then i come across and you tell me that if I work out more and if I read a bit more, maybe if I, if I meditate and I try new hobbies, like I'm going to start feeling better. And then I do that for a day and I'm like, Laura, I did it and I don't feel better. Like, is it something that's supposed to work right away? Or is it something that you have to do for a long period of time to reap the benefits from? Like, what's oh, your opinion sure. on that? Nothing, nothing is overnight. Nothing, nothing good that is worth it long-term happens overnight. 
right? Like, let's say if you met someone um, at a coffee shop and you hit it off, would you go the next day to the court and send papers and marry them? No, because you'd, you'd probably date them for, you know, at least a few months or a few years or whatever, because you want to get to know them, right? You want to get to know them if this is the person you want to marry and spend the rest of your life with, right? So it's like, I guess, <laughs> I don't know if that even makes sense, but I guess you could kind of connect that with, with um, other habits too, right? Like things take time for you to actually know if it works or not. And all you do is try. Like I always tell my clients too, I say, just try it for a week. I suggest to all my clients try meditating if they're stressed out. I say, just try it for a week and see how you feel. I mean, it'll probably take more, but if they're doing it for a week, they'll probably feel at least something. And like for me, music, I love like music, I think is a huge part of just life too. Like when I work out, I'm in, I'm in my zone. But when I was starting to meditate, I would, I had this specific playlist. I have this pianist that I really like. Um, and he just plays like instrumental piano stuff, but it's just so beautiful. And so I had a playlist and I used to listen to his music every time. And it got to a place where I would just feel like a sense of calm. Like I would connect. So your, your brain connects music with certain things in life, like periods of time and stuff. Right. So even to this day, if I ever just turn on one of his songs, I automatically feel like a sense of calmness just like come over me because my brain has connected his songs with my meditation like peacefulness so even now to this day if I want to feel relaxed I just turn on one of the songs and I just like I don't even have to meditate it just automatically makes me feel calmer yeah no I 100% I, I like that a lot I think a I want to say that yeah music is huge for me I grew up kind of playing different instruments as well but music for me was always an escape it was always something that you know, when I felt like I was in a position where nobody could relate to me, even though there was people that could relate to me, because I had that perception that I couldn't relate to other people, I would hear music that I could relate to. And I would think this is magic. Like this is putting words to the feelings that I can explain. So I have a pretty deep connection with music. I'm a pretty big music nerd, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But, um, but going back to your, uh, your marriage and your relationship I metaphor. Sorry. No, no, you're all good. Okay. Who's that? Yes, it is. Cut this part. Hello. I'm not Beautiful. cutting this. I'm not cutting this. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I really had to get something. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah. you have to. Before, one of my mentors, who's like a big brother to me. Jay, since you jumped in, you have to you have to bestow upon us some motivation or inspiration. You have three seconds before you go back to your client. Let's go. Motivation, inspiration, outwork everyone bam i love it i love you're it always setting the bar when you outwork everyone you're also setting the bar for yourself yes you gotta you gotta outwork yourself whatever you were yesterday you gotta outwork that so that is setting the bar and people are gonna wonder why you're performing at such a high rate all the time and that's because it's your fucking attitude of outworking everyone well, maintain the standard you you gotta always remember that there's millions, billions of people in the world and every single day, someone is hungry for your spot. Someone's fighting for it. And if you're not making, like if you're not earning that spot, someone else will take it from you in a split second. Yeah. So the moment you fall asleep on your goals, your dream, someone is ready to, there's someone else that's more hungry than you that's gonna take it. So you gotta have that mindset forever. Even when you do reach your goal or you have that business or whatever your goal is, um, you always got to have that mindset. Otherwise someone will just take it from you, right? When yeah. you get comfortable, that's when things 
start to never slide. comfortable. I love that. I love that. Always in the uncomfortableness. I, I love that because I feel like literally, like this is something that Aiden says to me all the time. My roommate, he's like, dude, life starts outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the comfort is a beautiful place, but nothing good ever grows there. That's a quote I heard mm -hmm. before. Dude, I love that. And that's exactly like the quote I was saying earlier is like, this guy is having this, de this debate in his head. He's like, should I get out of bed? It's so comfortable and warm here. And it's like, no, you have to do what you're meant to do. And mm -hmm. that's outside of the comfort place that you're in right now. Yeah, like the comfort place is just kind of like the world. So I feel like all of us were put on this earth to learn something, right? We all have a purpose and comfort is just like the base. It's just like the mundane world. It's just like what we're kind of put on, like the lower level. And we're all meant to find kind of our true passion and purpose. That's Why? I think like for you, like it acts as a metaphor because it's like your comfort zone was when you had that job. You're you're in like kind of a tech company. You have your salary. You probably have benefits. You have a, a set schedule. You know when you have to be there. You know what you have to do. There's set guidelines for you. Like that is the literal comfort zone. It's like, I know what I can do to just kind of scrape by and not have anyone be mad at me. And then you have this other life that you're envisioning where it's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make ends meet. I don't know if I'll be able to perform at a level that I'm wanting to perform at. Like that's the uncomfortable life that you're chasing. And now that you're there, you're like, yeah, I'm excited for work. I wake up every day and I'm like, let's go. Like, I want to be in that world right now. Like, I don't have any benefits right now. I don't have any perks. Yeah, Jay. Health, but you know what? <laughs> I'm happy every day of my life. My benefit is just being able to, to be here around this energy. Mark, I'll tell you this. <laughs> my past five years of business, okay? My past five years of business, B, I have never met another individual who is as driven as me until she came along. And I say that with pure, raw, motherfucking honesty. And it's scary. We're kind of like the same person, but with like different hair. It's scary. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> and different people. Because fuck, if I were to meet another person just as driven as me, that fucking scares me, but we're on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's like, my mentor. it's like, I don't know anyone that's outworking me. And then when I find them, I'm going to fucking outwork them. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. I love that, dude. That's so sick. I think that, you know, fitness, business, any of these things, like, like, um, what I was going to say before is I think the more time you spend doing them, the more benefits you can get from them. Like, I think that like, yeah. Like relating it to a relationship, like it's like the first 15 minutes you meet someone in a coffee shop, you have like kind of a, oh, hi, how are you? Yeah, the weather's good. Okay, sick. What do you do for a living? Oh, I do this. Oh, okay, what do you do? You do that. Okay, that's cool. But then when you spend 15 minutes with someone that you've been with for years and years and years, that 15 minutes has so much more value, right? Yeah, even if you're not even saying anything. Too. Yeah. What's that? Sorry? And the conversation is probably different too. Yeah, you don't even have to say something sometimes when you're actually like with somebody like it doesn't yeah. even have to be a romantic relationship. It could be your best friend or your parent or your sibling, whoever you relate to all the time. But like when you're spending time with somebody that you love, that you've been with for years, that you've spent a lot of time with, you could just share time with them, share their company. And that 15 minutes is worth so much more than just like 15 minutes doing anything else. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel when I'm in the zone working out. I'm, I'm sharing that special time with my myself basically 
Well, exactly. And it's like the first, like say like your first gym session ever, your first workout ever, like the, the first 15 minutes of it or the last 15 minutes of it, you're probably like thinking about what exercises yeah, to like do. The longest 15 minutes ever. You're like, oh, yeah. I've only been on the Stairmaster for five minutes. So why does it feel like 20 minutes? Yeah, I like that feeling too. Or you're like looking at people and you're like, oh, is this person looking at me? Are they judging me? And then it's like, well, you've been working out for, you've been working out for like two or three years now. And it's like, dude, 15 minutes in the gym, you could use so effectively. Exactly. Like now, literally I could go in and like, I don't see anyone. I just have like blinders on and I don't even care if anybody's looking at me or not. But back in the day, for sure, I'd be like, are people judging my form? And I've had some pretty horror stories where I've pulled my back on squats. I've fallen backwards. I've embarrassed myself in front of the entire gym. And I didn't do squats for over a year because I was so mortified. So we all start from somewhere, right? We all start from somewhere. That's that's actually huge because that brings me back. You just reminded me of the last indicator of finding something that you're passionate about. And it's something that you're not afraid of fucking up right? You're not afraid of the repercussions. Like I always think about, you know, like skateboarders growing up, like you can tell when someone's passionate about skateboarding, because we all see skateboarders, and they're going off of like staircases, and they're doing crazy things. And all of us think from the outside, it's like, dude, that seems really risky. But for them, because they love it so much, they don't see the risk or the risk doesn't seem scary to them. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's the same thing with you. Confident in their skill that they don't think they'll injure themselves. Yeah, but it's the same thing with you, right? Like going into the gym, you're like, I understand the risks. I know that there's, you know, when I push my body past its limit, I know that there is risk there. But because you're so passionate about it, you don't see the risk or the risk doesn't seem as bad as, you know, so maybe for someone else. Yeah, exactly. Like now I just, I got over that whole fear of, you know, like people staring at you or judging at you in the gym. And I think it's something that a lot of females feel can like relate to, honestly, um, which is like, such a common thing um but honestly no one is looking at you in the gym although granted sometimes there are pervy guys because i have some gal friends who say that there are creepy guys at the gym that just sit and stare at them so guys please don't do that it's really, it's really creepy and it freaks out females but um other than that normal people who are not creepy and pervy at the gym though no one's staring at you and everyone's there just doing their own thing and just like nobody cares and you have to think about it if you like, would you rather sacrifice a good workout because you're afraid someone is judging your form or staring at you? Um, and then when you leave, you never see that person again. They're just a random stranger, but you let them affect your workout. So now you just had a bad workout or you didn't get to use the machine you wanted to because you didn't want to go in that area where you're afraid to be judged or something like that, right? So it's like at the end of the day, I always try to focus on myself first. If it's going to affect my life or my workout or whatever, then I just, you know, just put that wall up and just try to ignore it because when I go home I want to feel like I benefit myself not like a stranger yeah like you're you're like this is like someone someone you don't even know someone that's never going to impact your life whatsoever you're gonna lose your own stuff because you're scared of them judging you like you don't even know them yeah don't let others affect your life and this is big with social media nowadays too because a lot of people are like oh like social media is such a bad thing because there's all these you're putting yourself out there like all this judgment and everything right like girls are feeling like insecure about their bodies and all that kind of stuff but at the end of the day you can't let other people's opinions and comments affect your life and I know that's hard because obviously we all like when we see things it obviously affects us a certain way um but obviously there's like ways around that right like you don't have to 
put yourself out there. You don't have to read the comments or if you see something negative, you can just block them right away. But at the end of the day, always worry, like put yourself first and don't let others affect you because that person, I guarantee you after a second, they're going about their life normally, right? They're not affected, but you are. So why do you let something else like externally affect how you feel for days or months or however long it affects you for yeah like and and the other thing behind that is like it's like it's obvious that we value ourselves we, we obviously value ourselves we do things for ourselves all the time we go to sleep so that we can feel rested we eat so that we can have energy like we obviously value ourselves but for a lot of us i know especially like me even personally you know we value sometimes other people's opinions more than we value our own and it's mm -hmm. like if you value yourself yeah pardon me okay, sorry to interrupt you <laughs> I was gonna say, you know what that stems from? Because a lot of us deep down, we want um, acceptance and recognition from others. And that stems down to, I don't know, whatever it does. Maybe it depends on our childhood or some kind of feeling we have deep down. But that's like, like one of the things that I feel is important to work on. Even for myself, I had to get over that too. Always wanting kind of like accept, like to feel accepted and liked or loved by people, right? When at the end of the day, how you love yourself is the most important because if you're always chasing what others feel about you and you want to be liked by everyone you're never going to be happy with yourself and it's impossible to be liked and loved by everyone anyway right well and you know what i always joke about as well it's like people don't even know what they want so they can tell you one day they're like oh i want you to be like this and then you emulate that and then the next week they're like oh i hate that actually mm -hmm. yeah you like, just gotta be true to yourself you're gonna piss someone off eventually anyways yeah yeah, luckily I haven't had to deal with much of that yet. I'm sure it'll come, <laughs> but I haven't really had to deal with much uh, negativity or hate yet. So grateful. <laughs> yeah, that is sick, honestly. Like I think that, again, I, I would say I'm pretty much in the same boat. I don't really have to you with a ton of negativity, but I, I think that it is something as well that sometimes, and this is something that you know a lot of people can get mad at me for saying, and I, I have had people get mad at me for saying something like this, but I feel like, you know, it's undeniable that if you look for negativity, if you look for reasons to be upset, if you look for things to get offended by or to get pissed off at, then you're going to find them. And if you look for solutions, if you look for things to be grateful for, if you look to be happy, if you're looking at things you get motivated by, like that's where you're going to find it. What you look for is what you're going to find, right? Yeah, thousand percent. My rule to myself is don't ever put my energy into anything negative for longer than it needs to. So let's say if I ever did get like a negative comment or something from someone, I would just like, like delete it or block it. Like I wouldn't even spend time or even like anything else in life that comes up. If I feel shitty about something, I'll let myself acknowledge it. Maybe like think about it, reflect on it for a few minutes or an hour or whatever. And then it's just gone. Like my rule to myself is that my energy is so valuable and what you spend your energy for or what you spend your energy on is super important so don't waste it on things that don't benefit you yeah i i mean like i i i'm kind of like one of those people where it's like look i don't really care i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you like it, it might make me sound like a loser but i do keep a journal i do read like i do all of those things and i do them on purpose so i think that there's a lot of value in doing that and the other day i was writing in my journal and this isn't an original thing that i i thought of this is something that i heard in a youtube video but basically the guy was asking like all the things that we get stressed about, all the things that make us angry, all the things that make us anxious. And I was actually really kind of choked and pissed off at the time when I was listening to this. He goes, 
is this worth spending your limited time on this earth thinking about? Is it worth like, and, and to follow up that question, if you're feeling anger, do you think the world even gives a shit? Like, do you think no. that the world cares that you're mad? And so like, what's the point of being mad? If nobody's going to notice, nobody's going to care what you're just going to sit there and be mad. Yeah. And, and every minute that goes by is like a minute that you can't get back. Right. Like you were saying on this valuable earth, every day that goes by is a day you can't get back. And, um, time is also pretty valuable. I think because time is the one thing that is fair for everyone, right? Like every single human on this earth, no matter your circumstance, if you're rich, if you're poor, this or that, everybody has the same amount of time. That's what I love about it. Time is fair for everyone. Everyone has 24 hours in a day, right? So it's like up to you what you want to do with it. But yeah, so. And, and yet, well, yeah, eight of that is pretty much dedicated to sleeping. So I think what's 24 <laughs> minus eight, 16. So you got 16 hours to do shit. Actually, you got to eat and work. So it's pretty even more limited than that, right? Like, yeah, it's like, I you got to choose wisely. Six hours of sleep though. I would like to get seven to eight, but I probably yeah, average more like six, five to six. Well, six is okay. Like I know some people, it's different for everybody what you function off of. Maybe if you're functioning well off that, like my roommate sleeps six hours a night and that's his everyday thing. You just, that's how he functions the best. Seven is perfect for me, but I just rarely get seven, but that is my magic number. There you go. That's something you need to work on then. You're like, hey, I have a new something that I need to work on. I know for myself, there's a long list. I got a laundry list. Yeah, don't we all? <laughs> but that's the beauty of life, right? And I used to feel bad. It's like, hey, I have this laundry list of things that I have to work on. But it, now I get excited for it. It's like, hey, I got all these things that I know I can work on. Like, that's so sick. Yeah, and it's like everyone that you do, you tick it off. And it's like, okay, there's another thing that I accomplished, right? Another step to improving myself. Because it's life is just about bettering yourself and improving yourself and being happy. Right? That's sick. So do, do you, were you always like... Because I, I noticed that, especially the last couple of times, like the only times that we've ever talked, you know, like this or through through Instagram, we chatted a bit as well. Like I noticed that you're pretty ambitious just watching your posts. Is that something that Jay kind of helps pull out of you as well at work? Or is that something that's like inert in you now? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think it was definitely always in me. And once when I had that pivotal changing point in 2019, after I did my first competition, and I, I always had a little of that fire inside of me, but definitely being around um uplift and like having Jay as my mentor because he's like the same mindset but he's like me in three years he actually is a couple years older than me so he's like what I would be I think in a few years so it's almost like talking to my my future self in a way so being around him has definitely helped to pull that out more and I feel like it's made me kind of discover myself a little bit faster but I do feel like I I had a bit of that inside of me already I love that I love that sometimes it just does you know mean meeting somebody like whether it's one person that's like a catalyst in your life yeah. or maybe meeting multiple people that act as catalysts i know we right. got to wrap things up yeah i think i think um my meeting the person just came in for the meeting so. i got you i got you no i was about to wrap this up sometimes it takes you know one person that you meet sometimes it's multiple people that kind of affect you in different ways but spend your time with you become so that's the one last note i want to leave off to so think about look around you look at your circle look who you're spending your time with because i guarantee you who you spend your time with you'll become so if you have a goal for yourself who you want to be find somebody 
that is already there and spend your time with them. So you should always have at least one person in your group that you spend time with that you look up to, that you want to kind of like aspire to be. So that is super I don't like it. I love it. I don't like it. I love it. Laura, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, everybody that listened in. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you listen to this at. Laura, you remember how we close the show out. You can say whatever you like right now. Tell people where they can find you, but this is pretty much it. This is the send off, the farewell. Laura, you got the mic, and then I'm closing this off. All right. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. You can find me at on Instagram at Laura Nguyen with two A's, L-A-U-R-A-A-N-G-U-Y-E-N, or through Uplift Fitness. So give that a follow and support us by following the Uplift Fitness account. And yeah, come on by for a free training session if you are interested. And thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much. And peace out, guys. Thank you so much. Bye.